Hello and welcome, fellow osmologists to Osmology. I'm Sue. And I'm Ben. And in this episode, we are talking to a friend, client, and fan of the show, Jimmy Hayes, about what it's like to start an online comic shop. Welcome, Jimmy. Thank you, Ben. It is nice to finally meet you in person. Yes, it is. Very indeed. excited. Yeah, I as we were saying before we hit record, I've only known of Jimmy as Jimmy from Chicago, so it's nice to now actually see you in the flesh and uh, that you are a real person and everything. So. He's uh, he's not an imaginary friend that I made up. Right. Um, those that, there are there are some, yeah. but he's not one of them. <laughs> Everybody's got him, Sue. It's okay. It's, it's fine. It's all fine. Now, James, yes. I know plenty about you. You do. Uh, for the record. Too much. I have yeah. known Jimmy since I was in first grade and he was in kindergarten. Um, but for the audience that only knows of you because of how shamelessly I use our friendship in order to create <laughs> content for this podcast, tell us about yes. yourself. Who are you? Where do you come from? What the heck are you doing um, here? Yeah, I'm from uh, Rapids uh, and I hope to come back there soon to to move um the uh it no it's just a great place to grow up i love central wisconsin i was we were driving up yesterday and my wife kept asking me what's so funny what's so funny and i said no honey i'm i'm smiling i'm just smiling because i'm happy and i said just look outside the car like when have you seen this much green we don't see that. It's, I mean, it's not all skyscrapers and and things like that. And Oprah. But yeah. and well, <laughs> and there's a Oprah. lot of Oprah. Um, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, but no, just um, we, there's a, a there's a very popular place about two miles from our house. It's called the Morton Arboretum for the. Um, Mr. Morton, the Morton family, the Salt family. Mm, yeah. And he had this property and he wanted it preserved in um, a, a very natural state. So it's forest, there's a lake, there's a whatever. Um, so many people, uh, it's like $50 admission, ridiculously priced. And she took me there one time and I just kind of shrugged it off. I'm like, yeah, it was okay. And she said, isn't this beautiful? I'm like, I, where I grew up, that's a backyard. Yeah. It's not, you know, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, it's, there's a crazy difference from, in, in just, you know, uh, four and a half hours of, of travel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, uh yeah, so then I got this idea for, um, like, for this online comic shop um, because after working for uh, a couple of companies for so long doing this and having, I think, a really good success, I um, was watching owners buy houses and cars and and things like that and I thought well that's really nice it's great I'm glad we're doing you know like hey the store's doing great that's awesome and then I thought yeah you know I could just do that 
I could just make money for myself and probably work. I might not even have to work as hard as I am now. So even though I love retail and I love storefronts, I, I um, they should always be there. Um, uh, when COVID happened, there was a weird thing in our industry, which every industry experienced, of suddenly like, you can't go in. You, you know, you, yes, we have stuff, but you can't buy it. And I thought there was already some online stores, but they were very basic. Mm -hmm. And I thought if I could bring what I brought to the physical store, to the website, I think that is where um, the, the, I think that's where it would click. And now technology is at a place where, I mean, I am not a computer guy at all, but with stores like Shopify and things like Canva, um, you can literally do anything. If there's something I need to know how to do, I, you can, um, I mean, I don't even Google things anymore. I YouTube things or TikTok. Mm -hmm. And TikTok especially is great because it's, I don't know, like a minute, two minutes, something like that. And you know how to do it and you're doing it and you're like, oh, okay, cool, done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, and, and it's an opportunity to interact with a, a customer to, to place all your attention on that customer that's shopping with you because you have no air quotes distractions like, you know, having to open a store, uh, you know, be, make sure you're there for open to close. Um, all your time can be spent communicating and um, recommending, reaching out, everything that you would do to that customer. So it's um, going to be much more customer, I guess you could say hyper-focused, like super focused. Yeah. I don't know if there's another word, like in focus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like infamous. Yeah. Like you're infamous. Actually so in, in focused. In the famous. That's how so, famous you are. Right. You're so in you're in the focus. Famous. So, so you're focused. Yes. Yeah, I you're know actually, it's a word now. I, I in, say, now I we invent words on you the are, yeah. yeah. You are so focused that you are in the actual anyway. anyway. I like it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you you talked a bit about what made you want to start a business or why? Um, tell me a bit about like what pushed you over the edge because I'm sure like that wasn't an overnight decision. Like was there, was it light bulb moment or was it a bunch of analysis and finally something told you like, yep, now's the time. Let's do this thing. Um, <clears throat> it, I'm trying to think. There definitely was like a moment of, yeah, I'm doing this. Um, I had looked at retail spaces, but the only thing 
that the Chicagoland area has more of than places to get a hot dog is <laughs> actual comic shops. Mm. Like, it has a ridiculous amount. So look, I was looking at, you know, a map of where I where we live and where, like, how far was I willing to travel? And I'm like, there's this one little town that is, I guess, kind of underserved. And um, so I guess I could, I could plan, I could do that. I think I would do well there. But the more and more I investigated real, real estate space, um, uh, it was very high there. And it, I mean, even like the most basic of spaces, I was pricing myself out of because it's like, this is, we have, like every business does, I'm sure we have like a formula of where like, okay, your rent plus product plus whatever you there's a formula to figure out like okay I would need to do $300 a day just to break even and I forget where my figure came but it was like that I don't think that would be uh, it at the very most it would have been sustainable not um but no no growth i don't think so that's when covid happened and yeah i i mean i was buying comics and it was like uh this stinks because you can like do a drive by and roll your car window down and somebody will maybe throw your bag and hopefully hit your window and you're like <laughs> thanks you know, charge my card. Um, but I actually think it was Sue who a lot um, was uh, kind of, um, she, <laughs> she very much balanced out my wife um, because she had been around me and the industry. Um, so she was not, I mean, she was supportive. But very, like, just be careful. For like, sure. just really be careful. Like, you remember your boss calling you on Christmas morning when we were opening presents and, you know, telling, you know, yelling and uh, ridiculous things like that. And she said, just, just be really careful. And then I had Sue, who was saying... No, you should totally do it. And uh, so, yeah, so um, the more I looked into things, um, this, this process has been way too long. I, I've, I'm a guy who um, likes for things to be perfect. And, yeah, I've recently really realized, come to realize that done is the new perfect. Because aside from, like, you know, Amazon or, you know, a Walmart, Best Buy, whatever, 
no website store that uh, that I go to is perfect. They all have their hiccups. They all have their things like, oh, I wish I could do this and, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be mistakes. I want to be ready. Um, I don't want to just, you know, flip lights on and, okay, go. Yeah. I want to be ready, but it's just um, doing it mm-hmm. is is more important than... Um, having it be perfect right. because what the customer sees um, is going to change anyway, whether, you know, you know, no, no, <laughs> nobody cares about your countdown clock yeah. on your webs, on your, <laughs> to your launch date. Yeah. No, you know, you're the only person that does, uh, no one else does. So, um, people just want to buy their stuff and, mm-hmm. and get it as fast as they can so yeah i asked the question not knowing the role that you played in the story sue so um yeah nice job well as as his chief marketing officer uh i can tell you i you know and all based on the belief that number one he knows what he's doing right so he's spent years and years and years and years in the comic book industry a lot of the conversations we have had are you saying to me, Jim, uh, here's what this guy does who's an owner, and I would never do that if I was an owner. And so those just sort of stacked on top of each other where it was really easy for me to see, like, you know what you want to do. You know what the shape this takes and what you want it to be. So there's no question that given the time and opportunity you could be you could make it what you want it to be because all of those are so you have such well-formed ideas of what it should be um and i want to before you before we move on from this one Mm. of the things i thought was most interesting uh knowing how of course i know sort of your whole not your internal journey but your external journey (laughs) to get here uh was that um, we've, we've talked a lot, you and I, about the difference between the way an average store handles the customers and, you know, recommending books and things like that, and the way that you felt you should be doing it as an ethical business person and someone who's there to connect people to comic books. So can you, can you talk a little bit about that? What is, what's your philosophy about I, just being that connection between people and something you love? Um, uh, my, my first thought is, um, is very contradictory uh, because one of the guys I worked with that was leaving uh, the big chain I used to work for, and he was actually moving up to Wisconsin, um, you know, we were. I think we had it like a goodbye breakfast for him, and said like, "What? What are? What are your future plans? What are you going to do?" And he said, "I don't know, but I, I want to tell you all: never make your hobby your job." <laughs> and so that was kind of like, a, "Huh? Okay." And now, years later, I could not disagree more. 
Yeah, absolutely. I have moments where it's like, if I see another one of those comic books, oh my God, I'm, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to puke. But um, I think there's just a really strong commitment and a really strong drive when things aren't just widgets, when they're things that you care about, things that you've, you know, if you go to, I don't know, that's not a good example. I was going to say, if you go to Quick Trip, the the person hasn't eaten everything there, you know, but eh, maybe they have. Yeah, um, you've yeah, met my they, son. They probably have. Yeah, he probably yeah. has. I think, I think um, I've eaten everything there this just this trip. But, I mean, um, if you go into a, like a, a big box store, like you, you can't find someone, you may be able to find someone who's used something, but you can't walk in there and say, I'm bored. What can you recommend? Uh, because that person doesn't do everything that that store carries. It's impossible. But with this, I just want people to be entertained um, and I've had, um, great reaction from like my inner circle of friends who are like, um, you know, they are my ideal customers. Everything from Kayla's, Kayla, Kaylee. Kylie? Kylie, yes. Her too. Her logo to the name to everything. They're like, you know what? If I didn't know you just by the logo and the name, I would know what your store is about. And I would know where where I would go. I mean, in a world... <laughs> In a world where you can name a store anything you want, you know? And so there's so many stores that um, it's the owner's name of some sort or something like that. And, like, um, why would you name a store, you know, your last name and not uh, when these are such colorful worlds and imaginative worlds and you just limit it to, you know, Smith comics. It's, <laughs> it doesn't, it makes no sense to me. And there's a lot of, a lot of like really in depth, like even I am not getting the references that some of these guys are naming their stores. And if I'm not getting it, there is zero chance that any casual customer is getting it at all. Mm -hmm. So I, um, it's, yeah, just to, to get people inside these stories and, and uh, absorbing them, being entertained. It's, they're all really fun worlds, no matter which one you, you go into. So your shop hasn't officially launched yet, but there must be some preliminary work that needs to happen to get you there. Can you outline us what the process has been so far? How many parts is this? Yeah, we, Two, have, we, three, have, we have seven four. and a half hours left. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> I, can, I can start to touch on it then. Um, uh, the 
biggest, the biggest um, roadblock I get. It's not even a roadblock because I I think I've actually sent Sue emails or text messages saying, "Oh my God, I love what I'm doing right now. I am covered head to toe in dirt and just you know dust and." and you know sweat and whatever and it like I could not be happier um so obviously the biggest um the biggest uh hurdle for me was um getting the format for the website I struggled with that so much because there was there's I mean, half the the commercials you see on TV are for hosting sites or online shopping platforms. So I had to settle on one, and then there was a lot of playing around. And um, once I felt I got something that I really loved, it was, okay, I don't think... If, um, I don't know what the exact word is, but I guess, you know, time at your site, if I want to have any, you know, depth for people to look around, I need, um, I gave myself like a number, like I need to have this many products on the site. Mm. And that's aside from the new product that comes out every week. So, um, Going through my forty-year collection and pulling stuff and and um, finding things that you can't find on every comic book site um, that has been um, very time-consuming. A very it's been a labor, but it's a labor of love. Yeah. It's. Um, but yes, so yeah, that I am actually wrapping that part up probably in the next month or two, depending around there. And then things should get moving really quick, really fast. Nice. So yeah. How I'm many really comic excited. books would you say you have? I can't. No? No. How many boxes of comic I can, books do you I think can, you have? Again, I Come can't. Come on, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, a thousand. Four thousand. Not somewhere between not a, th- a thousand. Uh, <laughs> a thousand is like um, that's way, 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 way. Um, I'd say close to five hundred, I think. And each, depending on the size of the box, they hold three hundred. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So 500 boxes? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, each box, depending on the size of the box, um, the, the industry standards are usually 150 or 300. Wow. So I've, boxes, I know I have about that many. How much of each I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. So you have some inventory, okay? Got yes. It. Yeah. Got yeah. It. A little bit. <laughs> yes. A little bit there. Yeah. And how? Just guess, because you you mentioned going through and looking for the things that presumably you're willing to sell. 
Yeah. How how much of that inventory do you think you will never sell? That's actually a question that has helped me immensely in going through the stuff. Like, uh, I remember, unfortunately, the thing about this is that you, I'm handling everything. And when you handle everything, you remember crazy stuff. You remember the store, uh, the story, sorry, the story, the maybe you've met the creators, maybe you know them. Um, you, I came across like there was one box specifically that I came across. I came across a handful of books and I said, This was the night that Sue, our friend Dan, and I drove to. Stevens Point from Rapids in like the worst snowstorm in like the 1980s or 90s <laughs> or whatever it was. Like we thought we were going to lose our lives a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, I remember these were from that time I bought. Um, but then there's, there's luckily there's a, a question where you think, okay, I really don't want to give this up, but, like, what are the chances of me actually selling this? So that's why the number is higher than a lot of people would think it should be. Like, a lot of people would say, like, well, can't you just have, you know, a few Spider-Man comics and a few Batman comics? Like, no, 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 no. You got to, you know, because not everyone is going to buy the uh, most popular stuff. There's people who go online specifically for stuff that they can't find. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's, the percentage rate, I would say, is high, um, what I'm guessing. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yes. So what are you most looking forward to when your shop is live and things are for real, real? The work. Um... Just because I've done, um, when I worked at one store, I did work on the website, which at the time was super basic. And I would do that every week. Um, so I do have some, you know, experience with uh, online comic retail specifically. Um, but just doing the work and most of all playing with a format or coming up with a format for like a Friday night hangout or, you know, what night would be better to have, you know, um, the camera turned on and we can all talk to each other. Um, Cause that's one of the things I feel strongly about. Like people like to be in the comic shop talking to other collectors, fans, whatever. Um, so like a, um, you know, a chat room, a Google Hangout, a video, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a very important part. And just playing with that and seeing, you know, like what, when is better for the majority of the people. And 
I mean, I'll always be contactable, if that's a word. I don't know. It is now? <laughs> yeah. I am, yes. I am in contact. <laughs> that's how <laughs> Two new words today. We're yeah, doing well. So yeah, good. Love it. So, do you have an initial plan for how you'll promote a business that's purely online? I am. Uh, um, I am working every day to become better at social media. As much as I once like to be on social media, it's all kind of taken like a left turn. Um, it's not as, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm working a lot better and, uh, to make myself a lot better. Um, so yeah, uh, social, heavy social media, uh, presence. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. and, and also just, uh, as a, as a side note, a thing that I know is that uh, as part of that planning and strategy, um, Jimmy has to go through twice or three times weekly uh, lectures on marketing <laughs> from his friend. And yeah. it's, they're long. He'll ask one question. But, Ben, you know exactly what that's right. like. <laughs> yeah. Let's just start recording those, and we can monetize yeah. it, and yeah. we'll have our own yeah, sidekick. Yeah. But, he, but I have to say, he asks the best questions. He really, really does. And questions that, that, that's part of, once I start talking about it, that's what gets me energized, to have somebody thinking, you know, thinking about a thing in a different way or asking, you know, I, do I have to do this? How am I going to do that? What's the purpose behind, you know, or how do you build the strategy to do that? I, that's some of my favorite stuff to talk about. So mm -hmm. he gets yeah. frequent <laughs> email lectures. What about you guys? So what, like, what is, uh, so I may have heard on a podcast about someone selling yoga out of their car in a parking lot. <laughs> like, seriously, how do you do that? Right. Like, that's. No, I'm, I'm but, it's a but question. It's a real question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, hey buddy, you wanna buy a <laughs> yeah. you wanna buy a down dog? Like <laughs> I don't wanna go to jail, ma'am. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. that's probably like, gonna be very specific. I don't yeah, yeah. Like uh yeah, I when when I heard that, I'm like, What? Where now? What? <laughs> I don't get it. So yeah, how do you like when you guys get raw ideas, what do you have to like, is there like a, not like a cookie cutter formula, but is there like a, like, we usually do this and we usually do this, or do you get once in a while a business that's like, uh, hmm. not exactly sure. We've never, we would have to approach this different. Like, and how, how does that approach work? I'm, you want to start with this I'm going to launch, man. <laughs> uh, so it is, there, there's a process for all of it. Mm -hmm. And while every business is unique, the core set of principles behind what you're doing is always the same. So it is about knowing what you're trying to do, knowing who are the people you have to connect to to do that thing, 
knowing where those people are, and then building the strategy to get all of that to come together. So whether you are, and I am confident that Stacy stepped out of her car with the yoga. I just want right. to point that out. Yeah. Limited space. The, she didn't the, bring people the, into the, the car. The maybe way her car was a big old, like one of those sprinter vans with like a nine foot ceiling. Maybe, okay. maybe that's how she. That could it be. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. Safe, see, she should have included that maybe in the yeah. detail. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think she took took the car two places. Two places to do yoga. But, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but actually, a great example of ingenuity right. to, you know, before she had a studio. Yeah. At, before she had a place to do, but to build that, right? To know who you're talking to, know where they are, and then meet them, and that like yeah, letters for her literally in this. Right. <laughs> right. I think I think right. you've hit the nail on the head though, Sue. Like there is a you know a set of principles and a process that is rather like repetitive and you know sustainable from client to client and that sort of thing. But the thing or and the thing that. Um, makes it all different and special and keeps folks like us in business is that the way those are executed and all of that is different for every client. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think I can use the word every there. Like I try yeah. not to use the words like every and never and always and stuff because rarely it's not true. But <laughs> I do think that, um, every client we've ever helped every time that you're doing marketing for a different business and stuff, the principles may be the same, but how you do it, why you do it, what you mm -hmm. do is different every single time. Um, and there's some, you know, maybe efficiencies by following the process or sticking to your, um, your principles as a business and mm -hmm. general marketing principles that you're taught and that have like lasted the test of time and all that stuff. Right. But, um, yeah, no but. I guess that's the end. Yeah. End, end of rant. <laughs> if only it was that easy. I know, right? If only they ever ended. Yeah. So what advice would you give other aspiring entrepreneurs? You're an entrepreneur. I don't know if you know that. Um, and I spell-checked it, so I know how to, I know how to write it. <laughs> other entrepreneurs thinking about starting on this kind of journey. Um... I would definitely the 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 term that I heard recently is was is um, that done is the new perfect. Um, the, I don't think there is such a thing as perfection. I don't. Everything is constantly evolving, shaping, changing shape, um, and definitely be adaptable. It's weird because like the, I think the like the classic definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. But that's kind of the definition of practice also. So I think you just, you have to work. You have to, um, you just, you have to work. You have to just go. Don't, obviously, do your research. I don't want a ton of people to fail. Right. But um, do your research, and once you've convinced yourself, if you can convince yourself, then I think you are 100% likely to succeed because you, you will talk yourself out of anything hmm. before anybody else will. 
And would you go on the record as advising that these uh, aspiring entrepreneurs find a friend who works in marketing? <laughs> or would you advise against that? <laughs> would you say try and avoid these people? I would say they that is 100% <laughs> necessary because I... All I'll say is this. There's a lot of information out there um, on a particular subject. And I try to only listen to osmology. But sometimes <laughs> I will get bored of XM radio or whatever I'm listening to. And I'll say, oh, let me try one of these. And I have heard so much contradictory information, not just from one podcast to the next, but like in the same podcast, like do this, then two episodes later, the last thing you want to do is this, like <laughs> wait, two episodes before was why you must use Facebook, now two episodes later, for the love of God, don't use Facebook. Your business will die. Like, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's very crazy. So, yeah, it is very helpful. Uh, um, I guess I would ask you if marketers should hang up when their friends call <laughs> or not answer. Um, when they say, I think about starting a business. Like, do you just go, well, good luck. Yeah, you should. Bye. Know. Yeah. <laughs> but I know for me personally, uh, the, the puzzle of it, the challenge of it, the idea of taking something, taking a brand new business and thinking about what that could be, especially like in your case, it's, all there's no real roadmap and I'm never going to hear from you wow we always do this and that's you know because mm -hmm. there's none of that so far right um and I think that I think that's a great space for any marketer to get to be in someone whose mind is completely open to trying things and talking about things as opposed to and I think there's a lot of people in the industry who end up uh, end up are lucky to be in a job mm -hmm. where you're working for maybe a single company that has a single minded view and you just end up cranking out a bunch of the same stuff which might be very good mm -hmm. but it is you know all from established thought and established precedent which loses some of the fun and some of the risk and right you know it's probably safe, but you pay a cost for the safety, right? right? Like you lose some chance to be free and creative. And, yeah. yeah. And I mean, marketing in for the digital form is still relatively a new industry, right? For and, sure. I mean, I mean, social media is not that old, but even before that, it was only what, like maybe ten years of online existence. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I think, I, yeah, I don't know. Like widespread uh, mm -hmm. online presence, yeah, probably not much before that. I mean, what, Facebook's 20 years old now, right? 
ish, something like that. Yeah. And I mean, to your point of it being relatively new, I mean, look at how much it's changed in 20 years, its purpose and how it's, Mm -hmm. you know, used and everything. It's, it's mind boggling. It's like a lot of other technology, their rate of change is just constantly spinning up, but Mm -hmm. yeah, keeps people like us, uh, employed and busy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Up at night and at all night. of those things. Yeah, <laughs> those kinds of things. Well, um, I think that's a great one to end on. Lots of good advice for um, aspiring entrepreneurs there. But before we wrap up, we must go into our Something Awesome segment where we provide recommendations for things, experiences, podcasts, books, people, phone calls to marketing friends, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, and in true tradition, I'll kick us off by um, putting a plug out there for this company called Grove. I think it's actually Grove Grove Collaborative, um, which is a company that's all about uh, sustainable products, uh, green products, things that uh, eliminate plastic waste. And um, they sell many lines of things that are carbon neutral or uh, at least carbon neutral, right? So... um, I was telling Sue before the podcast started that I surprised my wife with a box of this stuff showing up on our doorstep, but I got a cool offer where I got a bunch of stuff for free. So, um, you know, I, a personal goal of mine and for our household is to eliminate as much plastic as we can and recycle as much plastic and other stuff as we can. But as many probably know, plastic recycling is a bit of a myth. There's a lot of stuff that goes in the recycling bin that isn't recycling and, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Once it leaves our house in the break, in the big blue bin, we feel like we're doing our best for the planet. But in fact, a lot of that stuff still winds up in landfills or rivers or oceans and all of that. So, um, I'm trying to be super mindful about, um, how we shop, where we shop and what kind of stuff we're buying. And, um, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, we got like 50 bucks of free stuff, including bamboo toilet paper and dish soap that comes in an aluminum oh. bottle. And, um, it, it does perplex me a little bit in that this stuff is all shipped to your house on a fuel inefficient UPS <laughs> truck and in a bunch of cardboard and all of that. But, um, compared to the alternative of, um, us, making multiple trips into town to buy a bunch of stuff that's in plastic and everything, we probably are at least just a little bit better. And I think that when it comes to things like climate change and recycling and all of that stuff, it can feel super daunting to think that you might have any kind of impact on that. And at the end of the day, if what we're doing by getting stuff shipped to us in cardboard that's recycled or recyclable and all of that, it might be just a little bit better than what we've been doing for the past hundred years or ever since plastic's been around. And right now, like that's maybe the best that we can do as a planet is just a little bit better than what we've been doing. And that could make a huge impact on the planet. Right. And we only have one of those, at least to our knowledge right now. Right. So let's do our best to keep it. And maybe Grove can be a little and they're not a sponsor. I feel like a lot of my something awesomes are something that could be potentially sponsors. We need to, we need to like catalog that and reach out. Yeah. I'm concerned about how much you're giving away. I'll be honest. Yeah. Right. It's high value. But check (laughs) out. High value content to people. Check out Grove. It's, it's cool. You can probably get some free stuff to check it out too. Cool. Jimmy, what do you got? Oh, um, you know what? Uh, you did say the word experiences, so I'm going to go with an experience that I had uh, today 
Uh, as my wife and I were leaving our hotel, we uh, saw a young lady that we knew, and we had got her a plant, a fern. Uh, the fern, you will have to remember, uh, you'll have to remember, the plant's name is Monroe Ficus. Okay. And <laughs> we, we, so we, we, we said, oh, you're here. So here, this is what we have for you. And this uh, grown woman, young woman, 24, she was so excited that she jumped up and down. And I thought, I don't know when the last time I was so excited for something that I jumped up and down. And it was just the, the coolest, I mean, genuine gratefulness. And just, it was, uh, it, it really touched our hearts. It, it was just, it was like, uh, yeah, it, it, it was an awesome experience. Uh, no pun intended. No, I but it. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, it was, it was very cool. Well, very cool. I will say, maybe you'll jump up and down like that when you meet Jeff, the fern that I got you. Mm. Nice. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> the fern game is strong between you two. I yeah. gotta say, I'm, There's a, just a, I'm a little thing. jealous. There's a fern thing happening. Yeah. Cool. And he is getting a fern named Jeff. I really appreciate your um, your experience that you shared there, and it is really interesting to think about the last time that I literally jumped up and down because I was so excited, and I can't think of it. But now that is my chore for the rest of the day is to think back to the last time I was so excited that I leapt. There you go. And think about what would have to happen now. Right, for sure. And then try yeah. to make it happen. Oh, that would yeah. be a whole thing for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, that's, yeah. Cool. You, I'll, we'll set it up. I'll dial 9-1. And I'll <laughs> <laughs> right. let it happen and I'll just right. take the other one. And then it'll be Yeah. Fun. <laughs> I'll let the cars get there first and then, yeah. like, then I'll do the jumping. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the room down just a little bit. I'm gonna recommend a book. I'm in the middle of reading it. I can't even claim I finished it yet, but it's so good, and I just couldn't wait to recommend it. And I know that by the time we record again, I will be, I'll be on to the next one, and I don't want to forget. The name of the book is Night, and it's by Ellie Wiesel. Ellie Wiesel is a survivor of the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And was in um, Auschwitz, and uh, he's he wrote over fifty books, uh, and this one I think is the first one. It was published many, 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 many years ago, um, but it's the first one he published, and it is so gut wrenching, and it is so good. It's very short, mm -hmm. um, and you might ask yourself, why am I only halfway through if it's so darn short? <laughs> Here we are. Um, but it tells, he is telling the story, his real life story of being uh, taken, pushed out of a, um, a town in Hungary with his family, about being separated from his mother and his sisters, about uh, being, going into the camp and, uh, you know, being only with his father and that whole experience. And it is, uh, it's so good. Can't recommend it enough. Um, it was part of Oprah's book club, I do believe. There we go. And she said in one quote on the book that it should be required reading. So 
requiring you all. Again, it's Knight and it's Ellie Wiesel. Um, and I'll share the link because the name does not look like how you pronounce it. And I Googled how to pronounce it to make sure I got it right. So. Nicely done. Thank you. So responsible of you. <laughs> try. I try. Speaking of links, uh, you can find the links to the things that we are recommending. Maybe, maybe even a link to a picture of Jeff the Fern. Who knows? Who knows? Um, below, uh, on, if you check it out on our blog, exclamation cuso dot com slash blog get it right or <laughs> on your favorite podcast app you can always find us on your favorite podcast app this is your first time listening because you are a friend of jimmy number one you haven't been friends with him as long as i have number two <laughs> go back and listen <laughs> even though i was just really a jerk to you go back and listen to our other episodes and please enjoy them nicely done <laughs> Thank you, friends, for tuning in. Thank you, Jimmy, for being here. Thank you. Nice to see you. And this is Sue and Ben, your self-proclaimed professors of awesomeology, reminding you that life's awesome if you make it awesome. We'll see you next time. <laughs>